Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to In Vivo. It's Jasmine here, and I'm so glad you decided to tune in to today's episode. So today I have a special guest with me. I have my sister Jada. Hey. And she's back. <laughs> um, we're going to be talking about everything you need to know about internships, which I feel like I should have mentioned or talked about earlier when I started my podcast. But I feel like, I guess right now, especially, we have a little bit more information we can provide. Yeah. Internship season starts up soon about getting there for next summer, next winter. Mm-hmm. And we just finished really, really good internships as well. So I think that we will be able to provide really good information. I think so. So I'm going to always go ahead and start off with the word of the week. So the word of the week this week is aliquot and is a type of subsample that is taken or extracted from an original sample. So it's like, okay, that seems simple, but I'm going to go ahead and explain more on what that means. So when you think of a fraction, you can compare aliquot to the concept of part and whole. So aliquot is a fractional part of an entire whole sample. Now, if you took in basic chemistry or any type of basic thing where you need pipetting, most professors or most lab instructors will say take of something aliquot. So if you have a 20 ml sample, let's say like salt water, and you decide that you only want to work with smaller samples, you will say, I want a five milliliter aliquot. I said that's so wrong. Five milliliter. Okay. Milliliter. Milliliter. <laughs> uh, so that's what you're going to want to do. So that's what the aliquot is simply. I'm pretty sure people have heard of it. I've never heard of it. Wow. But you know what, though? This is the same thing that happened on the last episode I did. It is the same Why thing. Why in happened. the world do we have these words for something that is so simple to describe? <laughs> like, why would I say I'll I'll quiet when I could just say, hey, just get that little bit for me? You know? Because it sounds fancier, okay? When you're writing a research paper, you don't want to say, I took part of the sample. You say, I took a five milliliter aliquot. Like, it's okay. a little spice. Okay. You have to realize, I think what I realized this whole time while I've been doing these word of the weeks is that we really do exaggerate. Everything that y'all did, you said, because it sounds so much more than what it is. Mm-hmm. Like when I first heard, <laughs> <laughs> when I first heard aliquot, when I took chemistry, like basic chemistry, I was like, oh, like that's fancy. Like I don't know how to pipette or something. Am I taking the aliquot correctly? Like no way. <laughs> um, but no, it's most of stuff is like layman terms, but we always got to add a little mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. extra to it. Uh, <laughs> so next we're going to talk about science news in our what's new segment. So I just joined science Twitter, y'all. <laughs> um, it took a long time, but I finally went ahead and made a Twitter for my podcast. And I think that was the best thing I could have ever done because it's been able to allow me to connect with so many other scientists, undergrad scientists, lab instructors, PhD students, grad students, postdocs, just everybody. I told her to do it, y'all. She I, did. She did. She told me to do it when back when I first started. I was just like, no, I'm not going to do it. But I'm so upset. Like, I kind of regret not starting earlier, but I'm so glad I'm in the community But you did now. it, right? I did it. God I did it. Glory. Yes. God be the glory. But yeah, I did it. And a beautiful thing about me joining, which I had no clue this would happen the week I decided to come in on Twitter. But there was a Black and Neuro Week going Mm -hmm. on on Twitter. The first of its kind, I believe, or maybe second or third. It's really, really recent. And essentially, the week was curated by at Black and Neuro on Twitter. 
And they decided to have something every day of the week where people can introduce themselves to the community. You can chat with other people. You can have Zoom calls with other people. And just overall, you get to see everybody else in the neuroscience community and people that look like you. And it was so beautiful to not only, number one, see that, but number two, to be a part and include yeah. myself. So I was able to share more about the podcast, about myself and what I do. And I was able to receive so much love for it. I was also able to share my other passions. So one of the days were like, share your hobbies, like what you like to do outside of science. And I was able to share my graphic design passion. And a lot of, I got a lot of good feedback from that as well. So I just want to say thank you to the curators of Black and Neural Week. And also there have been Ever since the Black and Neural Week, has been other Black and Weeks. So we had a Black and Chem Week. We had a Black and Micro Week. A Black and Immunology Week is so much more. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a Black and CS Week. I feel like y'all do that already. Um, but it was just really nice to see how many people were a part. So thank you, uh, Twitter, <laughs> for allowing me to experience that. And I'm glad I'm having now. And follow me on Twitter at Podcast. Um, where you catch me, I talk about everything. I get to retweet things. See what I'm thinking at the moment. All right. So the next thing I want to talk about is this whole scandal with the National Science Foundation and the Trump administration. I know y'all, I hate talking about politics on here, but this has actually something to do with science for once because, you know, he likes to disprove quote unquote science, Um, you know, but anyway, (laughs) um, so something crazy just happened recently to where I know we all know about NSF and their graduate research fellowship scholarship or whatever, where they give out to seniors or first or second year post grad people who want to, you know, do research to give you money, grant money for you to do that. Most of the time, the grant money is given to life sciences people. Um, that's been the case for a long, long time. I was actually able to work on my grant proposal this summer with the Wild Cornell School of Medicine and the Access Program. Shout out to y'all. But Essentially, I'm saying all this to say is that the NSF GRFP funding was heightened, y'all, like by a lot by the Trump administration. But the NIH funding was surprisingly decreased by the administration. And I was a little confused until I found out the new policy and changes to the NSF GRFP. So like I said before, the NSF GRFP mostly went to people that were pursuing life sciences, but now there's policy stating that most, if not almost all of the awardees will be people who have projects that deal with artificial intelligence, computer science, and quantum, I believe, physics or quantum computer science or something along those lines. This took me by surprise. So they're saying around 70% of the awardees will be for these three main topics. Very, very, very surprising for someone to make such a drastic change like that, especially the National Science Foundation. And I also, this is also one of the reasons why I joined Twitter is because on my personal Twitter, I was able to see so many people that were NSF grant awardees be very upset by this change because usually change like these happen years over time, not something so instant to where people who are seniors now were, you know, banking on getting the GRFP because of, you know, someone else have done it or it's a similar project. And now you may not, your chance of getting it is significantly lower due to them changing this. And when I found out the reason, I was even more upset. And the reason why I was even more upset is because number one, when you do research at a college or university, especially in America, 
most of the time it's for what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like it's nothing political about it for the most part. Um, you get to do what you want to do. You get the results that you want, essentially. But now, since you have to include AI, you have to include computer science. You know, Jada is a computer science major, so she could tell me more than I can. Yeah. A lot of the time, that's very, very hard to have those resources in a college community or in a college state, especially in research. And if you kind of think about the reason why there's, you know, staring off from that path in regards to boosting artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and those types of... uh, like works works mm-hmm. you realize it kind of is comparable to like back in the day like the race to space mm-hmm. type of thing exactly where clearly it's, it's just sort of like the benefit of technology and, and basically competing with other countries and and that's what it kind of feels like like if you compare ourselves to other countries we're kind of on the lower end right exactly i do feel as though we had this conversation before too where if you compare to other countries, usually their most brightest, smartest people in those, you know, types of career paths work for the government. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say that's necessarily the case true here. here. It's not. It's not true here. Um, normally, you'll see a lot of those bright people choose purposely not to work for the government for a multitude of reasons, but mainly it's probably pay. Right. So I just thought this was really interesting to see this happen. Um, hopefully... When another administration comes into office, this can change. You think it was going to change, though? I don't know. Because I feel like this is so drastic and so different. Like, people were just so stunned. Like, why would you make such a drastic choice like that? Like, Mm -hmm. saying not only are we going to change this to these three main topics, now most of our funding, if not almost all of it, is going to go towards that. Because who's even checking if they're going to be doing 70% or not? Who's checking that? So it's just unfortunate. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But if you were someone who were banking on the GRFP and you think that you may not get it, there are other fellowships you could apply for, like the Ford Foundation. So you can apply and use your same personal statement, same grant proposal, almost. Like, I think the criteria is almost the same, identical. Use them and use that instead because they're not changing, okay? They're a privatized foundation. Actually, probably try to apply for more private <laughs> foundations <laughs> now. Obviously, you can see that anybody could come and mess stuff up. Uh, so to keep your money and not have anything happen to it, try to apply to foundations. All right. We're going to be off that topic now. I could go into a whole tangent on that, but hey. Um, next, I want to talk about lab changes um, due to COVID. Um, the reason why I want to talk about this is because I'm going through this at the moment. Uh, so, you know, obviously COVID happened. A lot of universities and colleges thought that it would be okay for half students come back. That was not the case, unfortunately. I know my school ended up canceling us coming back around a week before and Morgan State as well. Yeah. And now a lot of schools that actually did go back are now coming back. So basically this fall semester is going to be probably online for most, if not all undergraduate students. Yeah. Now, how is this going to affect you? As an undergraduate research student is mm. very hard, especially since I'm a junior. I was supposed to do my thesis right this semester and start my project. Nah, I ain't starting nothing, right? <laughs> and a lot of people in my shoes feel like they can't actually start because they needed more time. So it's like, what do you do now? You know, knowing that you may not have the same opportunity to complete these assignments that you wish you did. So what I've been told essentially is that number one. I should try to be a little bit more, what's the word, hopeful, 
that I could actually get through my project in the time I have left at Howard University. I don't know if that's going to be the case. But the second thing I heard was, you know, use the same references and resources that you have and just write a literature review. And I was like, you know what? That's not that bad. You know, writing a lit review is an arduous process. It's very tedious and you have to read a lot. But if you take the time to read all those sources and all those articles about one particular topic and be able to become essentially an expert by the end of it on a topic, it'll just make you so much better, just as much as an actual physical project would do. And I was also told maybe if you did have like preliminary results, you can also include those and your thesis, thesis, theses. I don't know the plural for thesis, <laughs> uh, but you can also include that and then try to go into depth of what you would do. I don't know what school offers what or what school would require what. I'm just, you know, know what I'm going through at the moment. But hopefully if you're the same boat as me, you know, try to actually DM me if you're in the same boat as me and we could talk about ways. So I think there should be a community on this, so how undergraduates right now, especially in research, are coping with not actually being able to be in the lab. Because I like the lab. Yeah. I miss it. Maybe this is like my perspective. I'm not sure if this applies to anything. <laughs> but what if like in your community, y'all just do like... um. Like, I just read, like, documentations type stuff. Yeah. Like, reading so, papers and, like, if you have, if you have a project that you were planning on working on and you know, like, you are hopeful that you could rework on it in the springtime, mm-hmm. you have, like, all this documentation that you can reference and makes you more, like, smarter before you right. step back into that lab, you know? Yes, I completely understand. I think I've been doing that as well like trying to have a whole entire like reference library of sources and Mm -hmm. articles and papers on what I wanted to do or things that have been done before so I can not only like brush up on my knowledge but also read about methods and maybe apply them to what I want to do in the springtime you know so like I said I know Howard I also started an undergraduate research journal and I have a couple of friends on the executive board for that so if you have any submissions please go to, I think it's H-U-R-J on Instagram or Howard University Undergraduate Research Journal. And they'll be open for submissions very, very soon. So if you already have something that you're working on, a lit review that you're working on, you can submit it there and get published. So the next thing, unfortunate, I want to talk about is I want to um, say rest in power um, to Chadwick Boseman. Um, He passed away earlier this week um, due to stage four colon cancer, which first of all, no one knew mm-hmm. he was even going through. Um, as a black man in America, as a superstar, a movie star in America, and as a fellow bison, it was a true loss to our community. And I just wanted to recognize him in the episode and say, rest in power. Jay, do you have any words? Um, it was completely shocking to see like, that come across my screen and I was taken aback like to tears because it's one of those things where you never know what people are going through. And so being compassionate everywhere you go, being kind and being understanding and being open-minded are so important. He knew, you know what I mean? And you can tell, like, mm-hmm. even looking at his bodies of work, everything he worked on was powerful. Mm-hmm. Every character he played was powerful. He made his mark. His legacy will never die. Never. Um, so I just send my condolences to his family, to his wife. Yes. Um, to his fans everywhere. And 
I just take, I just take, um, I think I have pleasure knowing that I know he made it to heaven and he is in rest and he's not in pain anymore. Yes. So rest in power to Chapter Bozeman. Yes. Especially knowing that he just, what blew me out of my mind is that he was really going through something as painful as stage four cancer mm-hmm. and no one knew. That is powerful, honestly, to put your pain aside and be so selfless mm-hmm. and put out beautiful bodies of work like Black Panther, 42, Get On Up, and all these other movies while you were going through such a crazy time in your life where Definitely. you're going through stage three to four colon cancer. And to talk more about colon cancer in our community is one of the most neglected topics we talk about within Black health, especially Black male health. Um, I want to take the time out to actually inform all of you all about the health disparities in colon cancer, especially in Black women and men. So the rate of being diagnosed is higher among African-Americans than anyone else. And we also have the worst survival rate of colon cancer of any other racial group. I actually saw that on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It said um, colon cancer survival stories are like rare, very, very rare, like unheard of. Very rare. And the main issue is because not only, I'm not going to sit here and blame it on us not being screened because there's so much more, but a big issue is us getting screened way too late. You know, a Mm. lot of people are intimidated by the colonoscopy screening process and I get it. You know what I'm saying? I do. But your health comes first. Definitely. Do not push past the screening. Even when you go to your primary care physician, Talk about it because the issue with colon cancer, especially in our community, is that it is treated and diagnosed way too late. Definitely. And it we seems are to- as if, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no. So it seems as if like, like Chadwick Boseman was young, mm-hmm. um, 43. Mm-hmm. And I, I know a lot of people say that normally colonoscopies or however you say it, I'm not sure. Um, getting that screening comes a little later in life but it seems as if like people should kind of get on that earlier than too late like you said because once you get screened and if you know it's too late you're already in stage three Mm -hmm. stage four it's like kind of like a life right in your check Mm -hmm. it is Um, like you said the cold screen process most doctors as a whole, you have to remember, and not even just black people but as a whole, recommend people get color screens in their 40s to 50s. Now, like you said, Chadwick Bozeman, not to say, I don't know what Chadwick Bozeman did. You know, I don't want to just limit this to him. People in general. Yeah. Right. Get tested too late. And that's something that we need to make sure that we at least bring up. Right. So, you know, make sure that you get your CRC screenings. These are colon slash rectal screenings. Uh, make sure that you, you know, do all these things. But at the end of the day, what's really unfortunate is that studies have shown, this is a reason as 2018, that even if you eliminate other disparities, including access to scare or care, cancer screenings, and other socioeconomic factors, that racial disparities seems to be and always remain a main reason why Black people unfortunately pass away from colon cancer. So like you said, more access to inclusive care, more access to black care, black doctors, black physicians, and black researchers could help us push through this horrible racial disparity. And, you know, you could catch it quickly, like we said, so just make sure you get screened. All right, y'all. So like we said, rest in power to Chadwick Bozeman. We're going to go ahead and move on to our pop culture news or our 
a more funner news, I guess, of the podcast. So mm-hmm. the first thing I want to talk about is actually Strong Black Lead. I love them. So if you don't know what Strong Black Lead is, Strong Black Lead is an initiative, I want to say, on Netflix where black writers, black producers, black actresses, people, basically all black, black people in the media, black yeah. creators, have all done this thing with Netflix where they are basically showcasing black movies, black TV, all on Netflix. So mm-hmm. they've had this whole entire rollout where they're going to be having nothing but black TV shows. Well, not nothing but, but they're having a whole rollout with black TV shows and black movies being on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Mainly Moesha, Sister Sister, Mo-tada. 101. Tada. Eat to that. <laughs> um, girlfriends, all that. So I wanted to talk about this on here with Jada because I want to see what show is okay, okay. your favorite. Like, what's the show that you want? Like, I'm about to binge the hell out of that okay. when it comes on Netflix. Okay, so first, I've already watched all of the game on Netflix. <laughs> um, first of all, Melanie, girl. Girl. You should have just went to John Hopkins. <laughs> you should have just went to John Hopkins, baby. But you know what? Um, I watched Moesha, kind of kind of fell off on Moesha because the game ended up coming out too. <laughs> And then now Sister Sister is on there. And then I'm really waiting on Girlfriends. I'm, that's what I'm waiting on. Um, that is, I'm really, really excited for that. But I'm really proud of Sean Blackley being like basically the advocacy for us because you want to be able to interact and, and watch these shows. And if anything, it's going to be beneficial. So kudos to them. I know they don't, sometimes people are just so like, okay, but I want this show. It's like, ma'am, you don't know how hard it was to even get this show. Exactly. So I'm just being very grateful uh, and appreciative of the shows that they have gotten on there and movies. I think Set It Off is on there. So, mm-hmm. that um, was on there. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just really excited to, you know, binge a little bit. Same. I'm so excited for Girlfriends. Um, I'm also very, very excited for One on One. One on One used to be my favorite show. Kyla Pratt was that girl. Okay, really you was. couldn't tell her nothing. And One on One was based in Baltimore. Period. So I love that show. I love the theme song. I also love the the theme song where the sister sisters they got older. Sister, sister. Like when they got the little groovy, like the '90s influence in there. I love sister sister. I can't wait for that. But my favorite is gonna have to be definitely girlfriends. Yeah. And one on one. I think I kind of missed out on the Moesha thing. We were too young. Too Even young. with sister sister, I didn't I didn't recognize that sister sister actually ended. In 2000? Really? Which is crazy because I thought we grew up with Sister Sister. Yeah. But we didn't get to really watch TV and really comprehend until we were like five. Yeah. Which means that those reruns was really going. (laughs) Okay. UPN was not playing. They had to get the bag, period. Mm -hmm. But it's so funny because I want to do like a Sister Sister thing for Halloween this year. I don't know. We've always been like kind of got the comparison of like the Sister Sister thing just because girl twins, twins, black girl twins. So it makes sense. But I kind of want to like pay an ode to that and do like something like, I don't know. That'd be fun. That'd be really fun. Put, that, really in, fine. put that in the, uh, the in notes. The, notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next thing I want to talk about is the versus battle that just happened. So there's an iconic battle, okay, versus TV on Instagram. 1.2 million views. We actually, have actually, actually, they, they said 6 million all around. 6 million? All around. All around. All around. We have Brandy. Versus Monica. Mm-hmm. The battle we honestly been waiting for. Been waiting for. How do you feel about it? Let's hear Let's hear your... Let's hear Jada's takes on this. First of all, the culture won. The culture did win. Um, I love watching the versus 
battle on YouTube. Like mm-hmm. someone streams it, it's on YouTube. We put it on a TV. We sure do. And we live tweet. And we just look at Twitter and listen at the same time. Hilarious. It was so great to just hear those songs, man, over again. Mm-hmm. And it was just so funny to see <laughs> to see the shade. Yes. But you know what? I knew it was coming. You know, they haven't been united in a long time. Eight years. It's been and normally eight let's years. talk about it. Let's talk about it. When you're in a field or in an industry and releasing the same type of music as another black female artist, you know the media loves to hit y'all drag, against drag, each other. Drag. So I could imagine that was probably the case for Brandy and Monica and everything like that. But I enjoyed all the music. Honestly, I feel like it was a tie, y'all. It was. I went, I really voted for it. You know, I went through every song. You did. And it's just, man, I, I could pull out the list. Hold on, let me get Uh-oh. it out. Because I wrote every song now. She wrote every song, y'all. We were very invested into this battle, particularly because we honestly, we grew up on both Brandy and Monica. But our mama played nothing but Monica. Monica. She is a Monica stan, she okay? Is. Short hair Monica came out. What she do? She cut her hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's our mom. So all the songs Monica was playing, we knew. Monica was 12, okay? She 12. made And she made sure you knew <laughs> she that was she was 12, 12 singing old. that. And she was Sixth 14 grade. in a video. Oh, like, she always said that. But some of the songs I really had a hard time judging. Um, they played, Brandy played Have You Ever, mm. and we know how that goes. Yes. And then Monica played Angel of Mine. Now, Ooh. how can I, Jada Grant, Angel choose? Exactly. How can I choose? I can't. Any, I can't do that. Next one, next one. <laughs> um, Broken Hearted mm-hmm. by Brandy. Love that song. Got and you then, in the grassy bag with that one. Man, what? I'm going to be going to, I'm going to save y'all the, the vocals today. But, and then, you know, Monica played Love All Over Me. Oh. Now, what am I supposed to do? Literally. What am I supposed to do? I can't choose. Like, okay, here's another one. One more. I'm going to spare y'all the details. But, um. <laughs> spare you. You spare this? Yeah, I'm going to spare y'all because I'm a, I could keep going. I really I know. can. I know. Um, let's see. Let's see. Actually, I'm going to go with, you know, the older, the older tunes. Mm-hmm. Brandy played Put It Down mm. with, you know, with Chris. If you put it down right, like the way I want it, play your cards right, maybe we can Oh, hold. let's let Brandy yeah. sing it. You're right. <laughs> and then Monica played the first night. So I'm like, all right, see, that's what I'm talking about. Y'all playing with me. Playing. But I enjoyed it so much. Overall, great battle. It was really great. It, it's a replayable one, too. It is. I could listen to that again. Mm-hmm. The Shade was funny. A little bit. It was a little bit shade. Y'all was y'all was kind of dragging the shade a little bit. A little bit, but Monica, you know. She was a little shady. You know, she But Brandy was, too. At the mother... Because I'm she down she, for it. Free seat murder till it's backwards, you uh-huh. know? But, uh, <laughs> but I think nah, the funniest part was when Brandy's like, you know, it's like we're a group. And she said, we are not a, a group. group. And I was like, period. <laughs> So maybe it's that Scorpio energy, you know? Yeah, it had to be. It had to be. All right. So before that battle, actually, we were able to watch the MTV Video Music Awards mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with our baby girl, Kiki Palmer. First of all, before we get started, um, Kiki, we love her. We are so proud that she was mm-hmm. the host. Apparently, Kiki, get it back, Palmer. Oh, always. <laughs> always. Never lacking. Okay? Never. But apparently, she's like the first black... A black woman to host the VMAs, and that's kind of sad that we're in 2020 and we have to say that. But um, shout out to Kiki, she did a great job, beautiful job. Now, um, (laughs) back to the back to the VMAs. I wasn't really sure, like, 
who was choosing what. Apparently, like, people had to vote and whatnot. But it seemed as if there were some songs that I missed. Uh, had to. <laughs> maybe I just quarantine must have got me real down. Because it was just some songs on there I just never heard. Never heard. I didn't even know Taylor Swift came out with an album. Now I heard that. I didn't hear I that. I didn't listen to it. <laughs> but no. I heard it. I did not hear that. And I'm a person like I think we have eclectic music taste. I think we do too. Like I'm you know, I could listen to Side of Baby, but I could also listen to Ed Sheeran. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I feel love like I that. The duality. The duality. Okay. But Lady Gaga girl, I love you. I okay? do. I do. I and she deserves some of those, some of those awards. Nah. But that song of Ariana got, I don't know, I don't get it. I don't get it. Because there was some other things in that category, in those categories. And I was like, huh? Huh? Who? What? Hmm? And these groups, these new Latin groups, I'm assuming they, you know, MTV trying to get into their Spanish bag, you know, bag, reach other uh They came out bad too. And oh yeah, they stayed, BTS was heavy on Heavy. It. You know, there's a lot of BTS stands though, so we do not mean to hurt y'all. <laughs> we not trying to not going no. But <laughs> but I just was not understanding. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Like the only thing that people want, like if you were a person of color that wants something, it was like either R and B or hip hop. Yeah, it really is like the way they categorize genre, especially in musical words that aren't BT. Uh, and a little different, exactly. And it's like for this past quarantine, for this past year, ever since the last VMAs, black culture has been dominating. dominating. TikTok, all the songs that they play, all the different videos that are on there, millions and millions, millions and millions of views. Millions of views. I have never heard nobody replay that. I don't hear that be played. Never, except if I'm in a Forever Twenty One, and I ain't sipping a Forever Twenty One in a minute since quarantine mm-hmm. started. So I'm just trying to figure out. So confused. But you see, is what happens. They give us our recognition, you know, that they did the whole thing. But I guess at the end of the day, we got to make sure that we try to separate. Like, we're not mm. an award. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, give people their flowers. Like, you know damn well, ain't nobody heard Rain On Me. And I feel like Ariana Grande and Lady Gaga have better B-sides than that song. Like, Ariana Grande, Missy Elliott, Borderline is one of the best songs that, Ariana Grande has ever put out. But they talk about the video. It's a video music award. So the video was cool. No, but, but I still like there was other... Of, oh, no, no. Normani's video wasn't even nominated for nothing. For motivation? Yes. I'm not even going to be mad. I'm sorry. I'm not mad at that. Jasmine. I love her more. I love Nobody Norma. can beat the spin kick thing off the with the butt with the basketball. Nobody can beat that. I know, but where is not... That's a whole other conversation about okay, Normani. Okay, okay. Um, let's talk about the things I did like. The weekend. I love that, that performance. First of all, I love that he love won and he used his, his time to be like free, you know, justice for Breonna Taylor, justice for, for Jacob Blake. Blake. Period. Said so that every time it's hard for me to even celebrate right now when this is going on in the streets. And I think that is so important and to very emphasize. Powerful. Very powerful. And it was actually not even just surprising from the weekend because I feel like he doesn't really give much. But for him to say that, it would really like impact me. I've been a weekend stand for a minute. Well, I don't want to say stand. A really big fan of the weekend. I love the After Hours album personally. Um, I love the video of Blondin. I just like, I like his, I like his aesthetic. So when he said that, it just really was reassuring to me as a fan. Yes. Also, our baby girl, Chloe and Halby, killed their pre-show performance. Killed that. And they actually Ooh. performed Ungodly Hour. Which I is feel like for the favorite. first time. Best album of the year. Album of the year. And I can say that wholeheartedly. wholeheartedly. Even though I'm a stan, outside of my standness, best album of the year so best. far. I listen to every day. Every Every day. At least day. a song. At least one song every I'm day. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. This is the best album. It's of giving. The year. It's giving Grammy nom. It's giving 
not it is Grammy nom. Mm-hmm. It is Ungali Hour got the house influence in it. Do do I love it. I like. I just love the song so much. I'm so glad they performed it. They've been outperforming themselves every single time. Love it. All right. So that's gonna be the end of our fun pop culture news. And now we're gonna get on to our discussion. And our discussion topic is like we said earlier. All you need to know about internships. Y'all know what internships are. Why do you need an internship? I'm glad you asked. The reason why you need an internship is because it helps expose you to the industry that you want to be a part of, right? It helps you connect to people that are part of those industries that you want to be in future a part of. And they will help you garner relationships, know what you're getting yourself into before you graduate, whether it's from college, whether it's from associates, you know, whatever. And why they can help advance you is number one, like the most important thing is that connection is real. Jada can attest to this. Connection is so real when it comes to doing internships and coming out of them, feel like you were able to gain something. The second main thing is also education, learning, and actually being able to apply what you learned in college and you know do it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because learning something and doing something are two completely different things. And internships are key for you to do that as well. So we decided to come up or create a list of tips that you may not have heard from other people before we try to keep it a little bit different. You know, we don't want to sound the same clock, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The same people say the same things all the time. So we have a couple of tips we're going to give you. Um, Jada, do you want to start? Yeah, I I should start with a tip. Um, This is a tip for getting into an interview and once you are to that point. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say... This is what I do, and it's kind of difficult for me to get this off because with technical interviews, it's like kind of straight to the point. Mm -hmm. But ask them a question because people love talking about themselves. And once they get to talk about what they do and all that stuff, they be like, they might not even remember what you did, but like, she made me feel good about something. She gave me a good vibe, or he gave me a good vibe, and I like that person. Mm I got to learn so much about people in my interview by asking them about what they do, uh, what team they work for, and and how they contribute to Microsoft, or that's my internship, but how they contribute to any company. And they'll give me like full-fledged responses. I've even had an interview where I started off with a question before he got started, just asking him about himself, because he asked me the same. And we talked so much that he forgot to give me my interview question. That's so, beautiful. It's all about building rapport with someone, especially if you're in the room. And even over a video conference, it might be kind of hard now because you really can't read anybody's energy mm-hmm. up front. But don't be afraid to ask someone a question and don't interview. Like yeah. people might say that, but sometimes it's as simple as what do you do? Mm-hmm. And that can get it started. Exactly. Like when they ask you, do you have any questions for me? You better have one. Okay. Do you have any other tips or should I go with a tip? No, you can go ahead. All right. So I would say that one of the main tips I got, you know, with research internships, you have personal statements, which is a big part. And I actually heard this tip when I was in my internship is someone told me that make your personal statement readable so it can be read by someone who's going through many different things in their life. And you're like, what does that mean? So if someone came from a stressful day working and they're a part of a mission's office and they read your personal statement or someone's going through a really, really happy day. And, you know, are reading your personal statement. Or somebody just went through a divorce and is reading your personal statement. You want your personal statement to be just as good as any of those particular ways that people are reading them. You know Mm. what I'm saying? A lot of people 
forget that other people are human. And it's really, really good to make sure that your personal statement comes off to where it represents you the best, no matter what anyone is going through. And it sounds really, really simple, but for me, I was able to like go through and delve into my personal statement and realize how actually sometimes things may come off offensive if you're feeling a certain type of way. Sometimes things can come off as braggy, you know, if you're feeling some type of way. Even though a personal statement is supposed to uplift you and sell yourself, you have to remember there's different pe- ways that people can read what you're saying. So make Definitely. sure that it's the best representation um, of yourself. And um, I will also say, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Okay. I will also say if you want more ideas and tips on your personal statement, what you should start looking for as far as inspiration goes is number one, ask people, you know, if they can see your personal statement or if you can see theirs, you know, some people may not choose to give that, but you should ask. And number two, what was best for me is I was able to actually look up medical student um, personal statements. I was also able to look up NSF, GRFP, I'm talking about this earlier, their personal statements. The reason why I was looking up theirs is because theirs are so much longer and in-depth, but they hit the main points of what you should be talking about in your personal statement, which is your broader impact, what you do for your community, what you do for yourself, your interest and passion, and also what do you do as far as research. So I would say a great resource, and a lot of people that have won NSF, GRFPs have their personal statements online. So yeah, anyway. Next tip that I have is uh, your LinkedIn needs to be eye grabbing mm-hmm. um, with whatever career field that you're trying to take off in for an internship. So, what does that mean um, for your header? For first of all, having a nice clean uh, profile with your resume on there is really helpful. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn has a feature where you can say that you're open to opportunities. Sure. Um, make sure that you put your school on there. I know right now, you know, HBCUs and, and, and companies going out their way to make sure that they have, uh, they resource that talent is happening. So make sure that you put your school on there and, and, and actually, you know, yeah, rep your school and interact, with and interact with people and connect with people that also go to your school on LinkedIn. Yes, it's really, really good to have a LinkedIn. You can always share it with someone, especially after interviews or application processes. If you want to connect with me, exactly, um, go to my LinkedIn. It's very professional. And sometimes people are like, okay, I made the LinkedIn, but I'm not getting the opportunities I want. I'm telling y'all, make it so easy for someone to just look up something and they find you. Mm-hmm. Like, have those keywords. If you post about something, have those keywords. Put a hashtag. Put your experiences on it. Put your hashtags on your posts. It could be something as simple as, I started school. Mm-hmm. So excited to learn this um, this semester, even in these circumstances. Hashtag Black and Tech. Boom. Now you have made it so easy for someone who's trying to find that talent. Like, oh, here's this person. They go to Morgan State University. Uh, they are excited to start. They're excited to learn. And they have. they are interested in this career field. Right. Boom. I think that's really good. I think, honestly, there should be a whole entire episode dedicated for LinkedIn because people forget how much of a gem it is. Um, LinkedIn is. I'll go with my next tip. We can like do like a little, you know, little tip for tap, back and forth. Okay. okay. Hey. So <laughs> my next tip is about recommendation letters. And it's going to sound so funny, but lie. Okay. And what I mean by lie is not lie about your recommendation, but lie to the people you about to get a recommendation to. Lie about the deadline. Okay. <laughs> lie okay tell them it's due two weeks before because people i hate i don't know maybe this is me but i hate having my 
like result or something that I have to do be pissed with someone on yes. else. Like I hate like that. I could do everything, everything right, and you just waiting on that one yes. thing, and it just mess you up. I've heard so many sad stories on people that miss a deadline because of someone that they asked for recommendation later for. Don't let that be you. Don't let that be you. Lie, okay? Tell them in their email, hey, it's actually, I need it before this day. Urgent. Urgently, ASAP, ASAP. And also, make sure that you have consistent follow-up emails because people, just like we do, professors, they forget. Mm-hmm. And they especially forget because they have other things going on in their table, like whether you ask a professor or your lab mentor or whatever, these people will forget. So when you have that initial conversation with them and you send them also make sure that you send your recommenders your letter of of your personal statement your resume you know all these things make sure you're constantly um consistently emailing them follow-up email how's it going um do you need any help do you want any more information um i could share more about you know my research if you want to include that just make sure that you're constantly in contact and communication with them because people forget and you don't want that to be the reason why you didn't get the internship of your dream is because of recommender mm-hmm. recommender um so why That's nice. <laughs> okay the next thing about internships we'll do one more i'll do one more you'll do one more this is my last one this is your last one oh well, make my it count. gosh make it count because we get this is the longest episode i know, I've been. I know. <laughs> oh man okay here's a real one mm-hmm. um Rejection is real. Rejection is very real. So don't let that be the story of your life. I gotta know. Okay, I'm gonna be really, really candid with y'all. I've received about 17 no's this last internship season. But that one yes, honey. Mm. Talk about it. Come on. It counts for something, okay? Mm. You can receive a lot of no's. You could be applying for a lot of things. It is okay. It is okay. That opportunity was just not for you mm-hmm. at this time or even ever. It is okay. You should want to keep going and not let that stop you from getting the internship that you want for your future and to be, you know, in your future endeavors. That no might hurt and might sting a little bit. That sorry to inform you email might really hurt, but you were going to love the fact that you went, you got through that and you got through something else and you applied for something else. You got an interview with someone else. You did really well. And you got that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cause now I'm at, you know, I just concluded with Microsoft. Um, best experience I've had with interning so far. And I'm going back next summer. Ooh. And out of those 17 no's that one, yes is what got me this far. So just be Accept above those no's and keep pushing for that yes. That's so beautiful. A lot of people like to focus on the glass being half empty instead of half full mm-hmm. because you never know what an internship could do for you. Like never judge an internship by its cover. Like that one yes could be so monumental. So monumental. Your growth. The connections that you make, and I know sometimes it's hard because you may compare yourself to your peers. Like, oh, they, this girl did this and this guy got to do this, but that's their story. Mm-hmm. What's your story? What's your journey? God has to lay it out for you. I'm going to get real preachy. But I'm telling you, there. Are, I know God made this opportunity was going to be for me. Mm-hmm. Me applying to other internships, that wasn't for me. And God knew that. Mm-hmm. Okay? It wasn't meant for me. That my name was not written. 
I'm only okay and I'm only sure about things that are written for me. So I will never be upset about the no's I've received because that wasn't for me. Yes, I love that. I'm glad that you ended off with that. I have one last one. And my last one is, it's not over once an internship is over. And what I mean by that is your internship, once it's over, has so many more things that you cannot just type in a bow and say that's gone. That's Mm -hmm. done. No. Your internship is what's going to help you get to that next stage of life. But never, ever cut out the connections just because it's over August, whatever. Just because you're going to school. Continuously contact those people that you were able to meet over the summer, whether it was your peers or faculty members. Continuously ask them, you know, how they're doing. It's say the lab setting, because I know we're different. In a lab setting, you know, if you were in a lab for the summer, make sure you're constantly emailing, oh, how's the lab going? How are you all doing as far as personal life? Is anyone about to, you know, defend, you know, soon? Or are y'all still having journal clubs? Maybe I could join in one day. Make sure that you continuously have these conversations. Also in undergrad, if you are part of a program that's a part of a graduate, you know, a bigger graduate program, make sure you're talking to the admissions director because usually they have a talk or they have some type of connection to the graduate people, admissions people. Those people can help you down the line. Don't ever cut off that communication, that contact, just because the internship is quote unquote over. It's never over. You always need to make sure that you're consistently checking in on those people and keeping those connections alive. Can I add something to that real Mm -hmm. fast before we end? Um, also when it comes to connecting with those people that helped you through, it doesn't necessarily mean to, you know, every week, every day no. talk to them, but do you know how refreshing it is to see someone that you worked with coming to your inbox a month later, mm-hmm. a couple of months later, just to check in on you? Like, and it, it makes them feel good. Mm-hmm. It makes, it, it makes it like, oh, this person really appreciated what I did for them or appreciated the connection that we had. And now we're interacting. Right. It could be something as simple as, you know, how your last couple of months been? Because now you have something to talk about. It's a quick email exchange just to, you know, brighten up their day. You never know what they're going through. And it definitely, if you decide to come back, uh, could help that connection. Even if you decide to move on to something else. Imagine you had to move somewhere else. You had to get another job. You know that this person that you've connected with for a year, two years, three years will help you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, don't let those connections fade away. They were meant, they were meant for you. And like you said, they always can be able not even just a morsel of providing thing, but just a people thing. Like you mm-hmm. never know what the people you run might back be into in. exactly again. Um, but it is great for you know recommendation letters and make sure that you have something to fall back on or you want to actually pursue. Once you're finished your undergrad. So that is our cute, what was it? Six tips. Six tips for internships. Thank you so much, Jada, for coming on. I'm going to go ahead and end the episode by giving a day snap or a shout out. And this week's day snap is going to be my personal investigator, my mentor, Dr. Kimberly Richardson. And Dr. Kimberly Richardson is... Like I said, my mentor, she works for the Howard University College of Medicine in the Department of Pharmacology Unit. Um, she earned her BS in chemistry in 1996 and her PhD in pharmacology in 2003 from Howard University. Um, she conducted postdoc training in neuropharmacology at John Hopkins Hospital in the Medical University of South Carolina. And she was also the recipient of the Grass Foundation's Fellowship, the American Psychological Association Neuroscience Fellowship, and the Musk Award for Outstanding Research. And like I said, currently she's an assistant professor in the Department of Pharmacology at the Howard University College of Medicine and has been awarded over half a million dollars in research funding from the NIH and other private foundations. She's great. She is a wonderful Black woman mentor. 
trying to strive to increase the number of Black people in pharmacology or in research period. I love her. She's done so much for me. So that's who I want to shout out today. Like I said, thank you, Jada, for coming on. No problem. Thank you for having me. You know, I love it every time. Every time. Every time. And thank you all for listening. Um, Like I said, I have episodes twice a month. So make sure you tune in. Make sure you follow the podcast on Instagram at Invivo Podcast and on Twitter at Invivo Podcast. From there, you'll find my links in my bio, which will put you to everything I have out right now. So thank you all for listening and peace out, y'all.